Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue in our preaching and teaching series through the book of Mark. Today's passage is one that's sure to get your attention. It's Mark chapter 3, verses 28 through 35. Now, I know I don't have your attention yet, but you've probably heard of the term unforgivable sin. And yes, it's a concept taught in the Bible, and it's in our passage this week. The passage starts with a reassurance that through faith in Jesus, all sins of men and women may be forgiven. But there is this one exception, and Jesus calls it an eternal sin, for which there is no forgiveness. Well, do you know what the unforgivable sin is? And are you maybe even concerned that there could be a chance you've committed it? Well, rest at ease. Pastor Jim will apply careful exposition of the passage in order to answer these and other questions. Here is today's slice of the message entitled, The Unforgivable Sin. You probably know people who think that they're neutral about Jesus, and they aren't. You probably know people who are nice. They generally do no harm. Nice neighbors. They're, they're not trouble to the people around them. Why, sometimes they even haul off and do downright nice things. But they're eternally lost unless they make the choice to be with Jesus and to gather with Him by spreading the gospel. So that's what leads us to the, the main issue for today. Remember, as we've worked our way through Mark, and you see it all through the Gospels, Jesus, the man who was the God-man, He came by the will of God the Father. It was the plan that they put together in eternity past, before the foundation of the world, that, that He would come and He would demonstrate who He is by the things that He would do and say, all by the power of the Holy Spirit. Somebody might have listened to the man Jesus. He could have lectured daily about all of these things, but it was quite something else when he demonstrated supernatural power, healing people, doing countless miracles, demonstrating he had power over, uh, over demons, that he had power over disease, that he even has power over creation. He could calm a storm with a, with a word. He is the one who demonstrated who He was by the power of the Holy Spirit. So when we talk about the unforgivable sin, if you want to understand what it really is, you'd better be in Mark chapter 3 or Matthew chapter 12 or in Luke's version of this because it relates to a specific situation. And let's look at it together. Mark 3, verse 28 through verse 30. Jesus says, Truly I say to you, And when Jesus says, truly I say to you, listen, this is important. Truly I say to you, all sins shall be forgiven the sons of men, and whatever blasphemies they utter, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit 
never has forgiveness but is guilty of an eternal sin because they were saying he has an unclean spirit. Now, what's he saying here? Well, blasphemy is when a person speaks against God in defiant reverence. The word blasphemy can also be used of speaking against a person as in uh, insulting or belittling or slandering somehow. But when it's focused on God, and that's usually the way it's used in scriptures, the idea is that it is speaking ill of God openly, vocally. Now, obviously, blasphemy is included in sins. He says, all sins will be forgiven, including whatever blasphemies, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit has committed an eternal sin. So um, it's a category of sin. Sin is an all-encompassing word. Blasphemy is one of the categories. It is what Jesus means by this phrase, blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. That's the battleground. It is a sin. Whatever it is, it's a sin that will never be forgiven. Here, Mark says it will never be forgiven because it is an eternal sin. In Matthew's version of the gospel, he says it won't be forgiven in this age or in the age to come. There are at least four pretty specific interpretations that I have heard of this sin that I want to recite for you. This is not because I'm going to give you a test on what are all the different ways to interpret Matthew or Mark 3, uh, 28 through 30, but uh, I think it's almost guaranteed that several of you have heard one or two or three or all four of these things in the past, and I want to make sure we uh, take what we need to know from the text, and then we'll see how these stand up. Let's be perfectly clear. Rejecting Jesus Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit can be forgiven, right? How do I know that? Well, I've been forgiven. I'm in a room full of people, at least most of whom I am confident have been forgiven. And we weren't born that way. We were born dead in our trespasses and sins. We were the enemies of God. We were alienated from Him. So, being not in Christ and or not knowing about and not knowing about Christ or even hearing about Christ and that is not the un, hearing about Christ and not believing that's not the unforgivable sin it's got to be something more than that all sins can be forgiven including whatever blasphemies except whatever he's talking about right here so i want to explain what people say about this unforgivable sin and then i think when you see from the context what it says, and especially after I explain to you some things it doesn't say, I don't think it's going to be all that hard for you to understand. Now, here's one interpretation. There are many well-intended people who actually preach the gospel. They describe this unforgivable sin as a willful sin that you might commit as a Christian which will cause you to lose your salvation. Now, that can't be true. If that's true, Jesus was a liar. Why do I say that? Well, let me just, well, there's several portions of Scripture, but uh, if that's true, then there is such thing as temporary eternal life. 
And that's an oxymoron. That's a, that's a contradiction in terms. Let's just look at one text from the lips of Jesus and we can blow away that idea forever. Jesus says this in John 10, 27 through 29. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give eternal life to them and they shall never perish and no one shall snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. Now, in, when my sarcastic bone kicks up, I have said several times, I've been teaching New Testament Greek for over four decades. I've taught it many, many times. I have a master's degree in it, and I can tell you, the word never means never. No one means no one. And that's from the original language, okay? Jesus was crystal clear. To be a Christian is to hear His voice. That's the voice that we have recorded in the Word of God. It's to take the Word of God and believe it. And He knows us. He has a relationship with us. And we follow Him. True believers listen to the Word of God and they follow the Savior. Those are the ones who have eternal life, and they will never perish. So, if you've ever been in the hearing of someone who has said, be careful that you don't slip on that eternal banana peel and fall out of salvation, that can't happen. All right? Now, we're going to see some other pretty dramatic things in John chapter four, or Mark chapter 4 about some people who might look like they have eternal life, and they don't. But that's another issue. All right, so that one, that one we can put away. Here's another interpretation of this. This one has come up in the last several decades. In other words, you know this one's wrong if nobody knew it for the first 19 and a half centuries of the history of the church. But this one is very real, and this one has been said to me and about me. In the last several decades, probably about the last 45 years, it has become common to teach in many circles that If you deny modern claims to speaking in tongues and or if you deny modern claims to healing ministries, if you don't think that what's going on today is exactly what happened in the New Testament times, you are blaspheming the Holy Spirit and you are beyond hope of salvation. Now that's also refuted by the Scriptures. We know what the spiritual gift of tongues was. It's described in Acts chapter 2. It's explained again a little bit in Romans, a little bit more in, in 1 Corinthians. The spiritual gift of tongues is the supernatural and miraculous ability to speak in a language that you don't know, in a language that you uh, don't communicate in, and to speak it so clearly that those who do speak that language can understand you. That's exactly what happened in Acts chapter 2. It was a short-lived phenomenon. It was never meant to be permanent. The, the New Testament says that it's going to pass away, and it did by the time of the, the, the close of the New Testament. That short-lived sign, uh, that short-lived phenomenon was a, one of the signs to Israel that God was turning away from them. 
and that he was going to fill in, bring in the, the, the fullness of the Gentiles before he would finish his unfinished business with the Jews. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.